Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors. I'm spotter for the 7 Xfinity car and the 88 Cup car. And alongside of me today is the one and only... Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer and Elliot Sadler. And our beautiful consecutive two-week, three-week co-host, Kristen Bauer. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Bauer. And just so you don't think I'm some bum off the street, I worked for NASCAR corporate for seven years, mobile and racing for two. So I still don't know what I'm talking about, but... Maybe that helps. So how'd you end up at Junior Motorsports? Yeah. I took a sabbatical for a year because I had a racing, and then uh, Joe Mattis gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. Really? So here I am with you two idiots. Oh. Does so he know that you have a bruise the size of a baseball on your arm right now? He does not. Kristen already has a war wound. Yeah, I will. The season. Tell uh, us yeah. what happened with your bruise, Kristen. Can I tweet that? A picture of that, <laughs> it's please? It's gross looking. I it got is. hit during a pit stop by the pit sign. It looks like you got hit by the car. <laughs> I know, it does. It <laughs> feels like I got hit by the car. <laughs> looks like you Elliot had a, came in. Uh, yeah. Hose situation. Over the wall too soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I might be able to snap a picture of that thing. Um, it keeps staring at me. <laughs> so, so TJ and I made two demands when we agreed to do this show with Mike Davis. One was we'd have a million cold dollars. Beard. <laughs> one was we'd have cold beer at every show. That's yet to show up. But the other one was we'd have a hot co-host. And Natalie was here for a week. Hot. Now Kristen's here. Yep. Hot. Man, we got this thing figured out. I know. Well, the di- <laughs> we went from one extreme to the other. Uh, Natalie was like 4'9", and Kristen's like 7'3". So. <laughs> we, we, got to, we went from the point guard to the center. <laughs> we did. We went from Spud Webb to Sh- Shaquille O'Neal here. <laughs> I am not that tall. You make me sound like a freak. Uh, I did play well, center in high school, though. See? Center. <laughs> Just stand under the basket. And I'm pretty sure Natalie did not play center in, <laughs> in anything ever. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe not ever, but. Then we'll move on to the serious part of the show. Thanks to One Main for presenting this wonderful broadcast, Door Bumper Clear, on Dirty Mo Radio. And uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have those guys on board. Had a, had a top 10 run this weekend. Still the points leader with Elliot. Got a lot of work to do to get, get our down for stuff where we need to be, but overall, good run for One Main. Yeah, points. I'm interested to see how this works out with the points this year with the wins and stuff. Hopefully people go for wins a little more often and stuff. So, But, yeah, it's a good way to good way to start the year. I enjoy passing you with, like, three to go. 
Yeah, man. We uh, that was the only race I was interested in at that point in time was racing you. Yeah, we never saw you in Daytona, so I was glad to see your your yeah, car up front well, with we us. We just so. took it easy, man. We don't want to tear anything <laughs> up. We don't want to put the company in any debt. So yeah, no, we don't but, need to do that. These let, big salaries we're pulling here. To let do me just tell you, podcast. I don't afford. know if it was. I've heard two different stories. I heard it was luck, and I've heard it was you know skill on. <laughs> you guys got that wave round and the caution. I mean, that was pretty cool to get that. Yeah, so that Elliot, made up a lot of spot. That was good. So why a driver has yet to understand that you can't talk when you're approaching pit road yeah. is beyond me. The crew chief needs to have the ability to call the driver down pit road at, at the last second. Well, then the driver keys up, hey, you want to be the pit or not pit? Well, at the same time, the, the crew chief is giving him the command, and then it, they, the driver doesn't hear the command because he's talking. So to TJ's point, yeah, we, we got a little lucky. We, we missed pit road when it was open because Elliot was on the microphone talking. And then after that, we did make the decision to just stay out and take the wave around, which ended up putting us back in a good position to get a top ten. Yeah, that was – I'd rather be lucky than good sometimes. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. I'll take it, man. I'd take it. But I did enjoy passing you. Thought I'd throw that out there. Hey, uh, before we really get into it, do you guys want to quickly explain what a spotter is for maybe someone who's listening who doesn't know? Okay. Spotters are safety tools. Tools. Heavy on the tool part. Um, We are safety devices, tools that go to the roof and help keep the drivers safe. We notify them of cautions on the racetrack, potential dangers, and... Sometimes wildlife crossing the track. We need to do the, we need to do the same question every week because TJ's answer last week was we watch cars go around in circles. Yeah, like, wildlife. Like, like yeah, we've wildlife. Had, yeah, we've had like a deer. Like rodents going wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes That's on pit road. It, you know these women get a little into the sauce and they run across <laughs> the track like soccer players, with no shirts on, and we got to stop the race. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, so we watch cars go around in circles and we give the drivers info and how to run a better race and when not to talk on the radio. and <laughs> Yeah, we're an offensive coordinator, air traffic yeah. controller, yeah. if you're in other things. But all these people listening, the millions of people listening, they <laughs> know what we do. They know what spotters are. Millions. Millions. All right. So, millions. what are we doing first, Kristen? You're doing the spot on, spot off, Bretsky. You want to explain what that is? Yeah, so our first little session is just we're going to rattle off some topics where Kristen is, and then TJ and I are going to say if it's – spot on or spot off and give our take on it kind of like come on man but a little more analytical 10-4 so atlanta race the aero package and the softer tires uh i i loved it those drivers were sideways catching your <laughs> your driver was sideways a lot more than a lot of them but uh they were driving it we're still actually running yeah, you're still finishing atlanta. the we're race trying to finish the yeah, race. You're trying to finish yeah. i thought i heard something um yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was the direction we need to go. The drivers are driving the heck out of it. There was actually, for the first time that I can remember, a tire conservation mode. We went hammered out in the beginning. I don't know if you saw. We went from like 16th to like 6th or 7th in like 10 laps. Yeah, you were rim riding early. But it wore the tires out. Like, And he was like, man, I wore the right rear off this thing. Had to calm down. We ended up losing a couple spots. But in the beginning of the runs, the rest of the race, we were just – would come off pit road and he'd just because he's got the lap times on a dash now and what I would do is give him what was going on behind him like hey that guy ran a twenty you just ran a ten you know and he yeah. could he could judge by that but it was cool actually having to save tires and that's a huge part of it I think it was great package is spot on I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't see more single car wrecks given the fact that the drivers ultimately had their hands full you look at Daytona they wreck running by themselves that's not 
a place that's as slick as Atlanta. So I, I don't know. I look back at this race and I go, how could it have been better? You know, maybe give them 50 more horsepower. Give them something to make them have their hands even more full. Definitely saw more passing than we saw probably all last year. Definitely saw a better race. Definitely had the driver input matter. But, man, yeah. I want to see guys crashing because they're they're so out of control. Well, when we imp- – Other well, guys, not mine. You know, <laughs> when we bring up John West and them guys, we will have more cautions. And I, it's not – these guys are good. That's why they don't wreck that much. They are good. There was a lot of opportunity for crashes um, Sunday, but the guys are good. Obviously, you know, at the end we had a wreck there, but the, these are some of the best drivers in the world. They know what they're doing, so – Atlanta's such a slick, badass racetrack, too. It is. I I hope they don't change it. Yeah, I hope they never pay. But if you're not wrecking there, I don't know where you're going to wreck. So I I guess we'll just kind of see how this thing plays out. Vegas, the bumps in Vegas might be interesting. Could be. Be all right, to Tony returns at. to the racetrack spot on spot Yeah, I, I actually rolled up to the spotter stand, and, and Atlanta was kind enough to have a suite for us to hang out in Friday morning when it was 12 degrees. Nap. And uh, TJ actually ended up taking a nap in there at one point. But to- Tony was actually in the suite a lot this weekend, and it was good to see him back at the racetrack. He didn't go to Daytona. He was doing a lot of coaching with Ty Dillon, probably making the rest of us on the roof look like we don't know what we're doing. But uh, Tony was – was present, upright, walking up and down steps, seemed to be doing good. I had a couple brief conversations with him, not following doctor's orders probably, uh, but but nonetheless, good to have him back. Yeah, Tony's always good to see at the track. Um, I've only had a very, I've had just a handful of conversations throughout the years, but um, he's just, his attitude at the track, when he's just smiling and stuff, it just brings such a good um a good feeling to the track when he's there. So it's good to have him back and, and see him there and see him be involved in his company and see him be interested enough to actually go up there and see what's going on and watch his cars. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's third or fourth on the active win list. He's a guy you want to have at the racetrack. You want to have him in the car, and if he can't be in the car, at least he can be present. I mean, he's a, he's a big deal and a big asset to our sport. He's won in, like, everything, too. I think he's that's a cool. I yeah. think he's the best race car driver ever lived as far as Overall. across all platforms. Yeah, if they did a if they did a 10-series race and 10 different style cars, he'd probably be the champ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd kick Lewis Hamilton's ass in 8 out of 10 of them all day long. And, I mean, obviously you've got Foyt, you've got Andretti. I mean, they're in the conversation. Yeah, but, I mean, but Tony's a man in, Lewis in, a, Hamilton? in a tough era. Really? Come on, man. That guy travels with a photographer. <laughs> that's what you do. Well, yeah, you know, well – that's you were we just do. talking about your photographer running down pit road saying he loved our oh, podcast. Yeah. I did have a photographer come up to me after the race when I was crossing the front stretch, and he turned around and said he loved the podcast. So thanks. Keep it up. Send some pictures. Yeah. Clint's racket, Supercross, spot on or spot off? <laughs> oh, definitely spot <laughs> off. What, what an idiot, man. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, Everyone you know, loved it. It baffles me that they allow them to participate. And I know we talked about this in a – another podcast but dang (laughs) that might be the first time clint gets to turn one first this year so let him have it (laughs) and the motorcycle wouldn't turn left either no it might (laughs) he jumped the cushion when he got there (laughs) man clint so clint used to race motocross i mean he's a motocross guy don't show (laughs) over 200 amateur wins so you wouldn't think that he was going to get on there and go head first into a wall and almost kill himself so so he did have one minor injury on on the third finger i don't know what is it ring finger is that what this is called yes that yeah, so that's the third finger. Really, that's not I'm nice. both. I'm getting flipped off in here because yeah, I'm asking. That's what the third finger, finger from both sides. <laughs> the, the, the ring finger, he tore his fingernail off. So, like, we that's got disgusting. back to the to the hotel two hours after the event, and it was still bleeding. That's yeah. gross. And not to mention that yeah. would hurt. Oh, has that, to hurt. Rip a fingernail off. You smash a finger and you scream. That dude ripped a fingernail off. Yeah. No wonder he was all over the track. <laughs> No wonder he was all over, man. By the way, I Ooh. see you selling that dirt bike. Yeah, I tried to get a 
get him to give it to me, but I don't. Yeah, it's, I, don't think I, I, I tweeted him and said it should be cheaper because it's been wrecked. All right, TJ's power nap on the spotter stand. Well, it wasn't a nap. You, your head was bobbing, Listen, and then it hit your. So chest. let me tell. Let me set the stage here <laughs> for comfy. for people who don't. It was very comfortable. Obviously. I don't know what we're talking about. So we were in the spotter suite. Not the spotter stand where we actually work. Well, TJ is the biggest prankster on the roof as far as if you're eating a banana, he'll take a picture of it and blow it up and try to make bad comments about Would it. Would right? never do like, that. TJ's the kind of guy that'll put a snake, a fake snake in your spotter okay. bag, right? So he, he's the kind of guy that just always likes to screw with you. So TJ is sitting between Kevin Hamlin, who spots for Casey Kane and myself, and TJ's sleeping, right? So I send this I'm video to the guys on this show, Josh, <clears throat> Kristen, Natalie, Mike Davis, and everybody, and I say, hey, Check out TJ. He's nodding off, and he's going to sit here and say he wasn't sleeping. There's proof. We have it. There is a video. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm just in the zone. You so were. I say spot on because I'd love to have been napping, but I drank a five-hour energy, and I couldn't. Well, not to mention you didn't do truck practice either, so you got to go eat and stuff. That was a hard schedule on Friday, man. If you did all the series. Long, was, long day. There was five minutes between every practice all the way up until cup qualifying, yeah. and it was a long day. So, you know, just – Making sure I'm rested up for qualifying. And stuff. Fresh. Oh, we're glad you're fresh. TJ Fresh. Uh, yeah. So we're going to move into Fastlane, and let me give everyone a quick overview of what Fastlane is. I'm going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, and they will alternate who responds first. Each of them will get 30 seconds to voice their opinion, and then whoever responded first will get a 30-second rebuttal. Four of the topics will pertain to racing, and two will be what we consider, quote-unquote, off-the-wall non-racing topics. All right, so Stuart Haas announced this week that they're moving to Ford. So TJ and I are going to go back and forth on this for a second. I look at this thing as three layers. Number one, they kept this a surprise. So by keeping it a surprise, man, we were all caught off guard. Number two, this is a competition move. This is a Ford attempting to get their product on the racetrack in victory lane, in championship contention, and, and honestly to just make their product better. They've had one team doing well and one team doing not so well. This is a big step up. Then you have the marketability where they bring in people like Danica Patrick, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer. They're going to make their brand more significant. Um, Yeah, it's a huge move. Nobody knew anything about it. And um, it, it caught us all off guard, like you said. I, it's definitely a huge move, and it's their big attempt by them to – get better more competitive so we'll see how that works out i'm chevy and i'm sticking with them so uh good luck at the end of the day it's about championships and they have one championship with one driver in their current lineup when they go out and acquire kevin harvick kurt bush those are guys who have won championships before so they're tripling their number of champions in their brand and they're making it happen in a way that, that's going to change the sport. I mean, guys on the Chevy side are going to have a chance to move up. You're going to have the RCRs or the Harry Scotts or somebody that can fill the void that Stuart Haas has, has created. All right. There were only 39 cars in the field for the cup race on Sunday in Atlanta. With the charter system here to stay, does it look negative with less cars competing on the track? TJ. Um, I, I didn't notice a huge difference. The, I didn't notice a big difference. I thought the race was really competitive still and stuff. So, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure it's going to, that many cars is going to make a big difference. I think if it was a 10 less field, you know, 10 less cars in the field, I think would notice a big change, but, um, I don't think it was a, a big effect on the, anything really. I think it has a huge effect on the number of owners that are present. The little guy, you know, got weeded out with the medallion system. And 
I think it's a it's a good thing for the the owners that are here and looking to gain equity. The charter system is, but when you look at free enterprise, a little guy coming to the racetrack, it being a big deal that he makes the race. I said two weeks ago we're we're on a race, a three year race to be a thirty six car field. Well, week three we're already down one car. We can run forty cars, but we only had thirty nine show up, so we're already seeing that little guy diminish. Yeah, you know. I'll- I hope that when we get to some of the short tracks and stuff, maybe we can get some, maybe get some more cars to show up and stuff. Maybe, uh, you know, Martinsville and Bristol, we might get a, a few more, but the charter system does limit a lot of that. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how, I don't know how it's going to turn out. We'll just have to play it. We'll just watch the fields every week and, and see how it goes. The West Coast swing is about to start. Do you guys think it's wise to have those three races in a row? Hell yes, it's smart to have three races in a row on the West Coast. If I'm a fan out there, I've got an opportunity here to hit three races that are in close proximity. You know, you can obviously go to Vegas, great market. Phoenix, great market. Fontana, great race. Not necessarily a great market, although you are close to L.A. But, I mean, if if I'm a West Coast fan, I can't wait for these three weeks to come around. It would be like Christmas and New Year's all over again to be able to hit the racetrack three weekends in a row, party with my buddies, you know, take my family to one. You can have three completely different fun experiences. Yeah, I think it's best to have those races all in a row. It makes it more logical for the teams to get cars there and not come home sometimes. It's just a lot of travel it knocks out from um, a team standpoint. Plus, a lot of the teams and drivers end up staying out there for one week um, between races. A lot of them, some stay between, you know, Vegas and Phoenix, and some stay between Phoenix and California. So, Different places to go and check out the Grand Canyon, Hoover Dam. Um, it's a, a kind of a fun trip. West Coast Swing's awesome, like TJ just touched on. These guys go out there, and we actually rent airplane hangers. The teams do, and and when the race is over in Vegas, they'll go to the airplane hangar and they'll change their cars out. They'll work on their cars for the week. They'll set them up and they'll put them back on the truck on Tuesday afternoon and send them to the next race. So maybe something you guys didn't know. But, yeah, this is a West Coast swing. Logistics makes it a lot easier for the team versus Phoenix to Bristol to Vegas to Martinsville. Crazy. You might you might still be running Vegas when Phoenix starts. <laughs> hey, Atlanta. I may still be running Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. Matt Kenseth was penalized by NASCAR because his gas man brought a tool over the wall and set it on the car. Per the NASCAR rulebook, the gas man can only carry the gas can over the wall. Kenseth was without his regular spotter for a second straight week, and it seemed that there was a breakdown in communication. Kenseth didn't bring the car in when he was black flagged by NASCAR. NASCAR stopped counting the laps. He was running, and then he lost two laps. Do you think this is the spotter's fault? Um, I don't think it's necessarily the spotter's fault in general, but the spotter could definitely have an influence on it. I know, we know when NASCAR is saying, look, you need to pit, and you know when you need to come down. I counted six laps on Channel 2 to Greg. Channel lap three, lap four, lap five, and then on coming to lap six, he said he was going to stop scoring him. And that, you know, that was, they did. So I definitely think the spotter needs to step in there and say, hey, you need to come down pit road. Whether the crew chief's listening or not, the spotter needs to be comfortable enough to make that call. The, the crew chief was busy arguing with a NASCAR official. So not only did he not hear the communication from the spotter to himself, he wasn't able to communicate with a driver. At the point that NASCAR says black flag with white cross, that means our car is not being counted for participating in that lap. At that point, I'm intervening. I'm making the call over the crew chief, and I'm saying pit and pit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, 
I counted. He he said he was going to black flag him after lap five. That's thirty second lap times. That's two and a half minutes. If that crew chief has his headset off for that long, when you got a penalty and you're running that many laps, you got to be smarter than that. You got to know what's going on here. And the the engineers are obviously listening. So if you're the spotter, you just hey, they're going to black flag us. We need to pit. Hey man, will you tap your crew chief on the shoulder and say, hey, we got to pit. This is it. So it's a communication breakdown on all their parts, really. These. Holy shit, we agreed on something. <laughs> <laughs> you should play that, John. <laughs> the first off-the-wall topic, Brett, I know you didn't watch the Oscars. You know, I didn't. The award show for the actors and the singers. I, I didn't. I didn't either. I don't do award shows. I fell asleep. But what do you think about Leonardo DiCaprio finally winning his <gasps> Oscar? Ah! <laughs> I, I, I actually remember Lear, Le, what, Leonardo, Leonardo? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Who <laughs> named this DiCaprio. freaking guy? What a name. Um, I remember him drowning in Titanic. So for that alone, this guy deserves an Oscar. I'll never let you go. Yeah. I started crying in that movie because of That's that deal. True. How did he not get an Oscar for drowning? I don't know what movie he got one for. Did, but. She, did she get one for that? Rose? Listen, know. Rose is... The, 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 Ding. <laughs> I, I agree. Rose completely hogged that whole piece of wood in Titanic. And he's in the water and she's like, Jack. This water's so cold. It's like, no, no, you know, I'm laying in it. You're not in it. Tell me something that I do not know. Leonardo DiCaprio has been in a lot of good movies. Um, the Departed is one of my favorites, if you've ever seen that. I'm sure you have. No? You sure 30 seconds? I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think he's a good actor. and like He, he should have got, got an award for Titanic. He has great hair. I, I like guys with great hair. Since I don't – I used to have great hair. I don't have – now I have no hair, but <laughs> – I'm glad he got an Oscar. I'm not real sure what he'll do with it, but it's cool. The second off-the-wall topic on – I don't even know if we should go here. And Can we just talk about ego. your bruise? Can that be an off-the-wall topic? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> on the live TV broadcast, DW said that TJ Majors is the best spotter in NASCAR. Oh, it's a perfect topic. Is this legit, or is he blowing smoke? Well, I don't – can we extend this one to like three minutes? <laughs> yeah, he loves this to talk is, about himself. This is two weeks in a row, man. I, I Jeff Gordon of Daytona 500, now DW, man. I, am I paying these guys that I don't know or something here? No, I, it, it's cool. It's good for this, good for us on the roof to get some recognition from guys like that with names like Jeff Gordon and DW to recognize what we do and and how we help the drivers. There's only one guy that truly knows if you're a good spotter, and that's the guy that's listening to you. We all say about the same thing. The key is the delivery, and, and, and the delivery means the timing of it. If I can say it a half second before the guy in front of me or beside of me or whatever, and, and the guy in the seat believes I'm the best spotter, that's really all that matters. The fans are always tweeting us about how great we are. Now the media is starting to recognize it. Jeff Burton gave us a lot of credit last year. Those are only good things for validating our position and the importance of it. Yeah, the driver is the main guy that you have to be on the same page with. He's the one that's – trusting you with information and and listening to what you say and and so he's really the main one but it's still good to get it's still good from a spotters like our job our job perspective you know just overall like people getting recognition for it you know for a lot of people don't realize what we do and how important of a tool we can be so your most important tool oh we don't want to talk about that oh 
Word association. I'm going to say six words and alternate between TJ and Brett, where they will quickly say the first thing that comes to mind. None of this stalling and thinking junk. I'm not good at this. Then I'm just going to say D's nuts on everything. <laughs> I'm not good at this word association. All right, Brett, you're going first. Yeah. I've got to study. I need somebody to send me an app to make me better at this part of the show. Carrot. Top. Wizard. Me. Couch. Pillow. Lightning. Strike. Emoji. Thumbs up. Twerk. You. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can say me and you. His his answers are hey. more lame than mine. Kristen can't twerk. I'm not doing that. Well, I can't I say even... my daughter because she can. She's five years old and twerks like. Oh, you the Miley Cyrus that's thing. Good. Like, she's gonna go to the yours, shark. Does your daughter's twerk? <laughs> Do your daughter's dance no, like that? I'm not talking about my daughter like that. Good Lord. Well, she, Daddy, I got this new dance. <laughs> no, you don't. You're never doing <laughs> that again. like you were having a seizure. Yeah. Wow. He, yeah, white guy. Most white guys can't dance. Yeah. Most. I can, but most can't. All right. Predictions going into Vegas. Man, I'm two for two. I picked Denny Hamlin to win a 500. You picked Jimmy to win? I picked Jimmy to win on Twitter prior to the race. I'm going to have to see proof of that. I, he retweeted I, I retweeted his, the yeah. proof. You retweeted yourself? I, I retweeted a, I tweeted a screenshot of my tweet. So you retweeted yourself, basically, though. That's the same thing. I validated my pick. Is that like? Your your picks, your offer. So you're. Offer two. And I've called rookie of the year uh, Blaney. So we have to see how that plays out. He got wrecked last week. But yeah, my Keep a score, nine. Josh, of how many times I win predictions versus <clears throat> TJ. Right now I'm two, and he is zero. Listen, that's like liking your own pictures when you post them and group me. <laughs> I, my prediction for Vegas is Matt Kenseth. Oh, I'll take Matt. Well, he only wants to tie. <laughs> well, Matt was real, real fast before he got his penalty. So, I mean, we should – we should take you out. You can't take whoever I take. You can't just take the best. Well, like, then you cars. pick first. You pick first. You take my I mean, pick. Matt for would me. be a very liable pick because he was fat. He was going to win that race probably. We have a really good chance of winning it. So you can take my uh, pick from me. I'll pick somebody else. I think we should leave out the the A cars and let's go to the you know let's see who's really pick a guy that can run good, not just the winner. I'll tell you who didn't run good this week. Oh, I know. Don't, I don't, really don't even say at. it. Don't even say it. Kyle Larson. Okay. Man, I, I, I had high expectations for that guy at a track where he typically runs well. Yeah, I did too. Actually, he started two rows behind us, and I was like, I, I was expecting him to be trying to get on the outside of us in one or two, and that's I don't even think I saw him the rest of the day again. He so. hauled ass in the Xfinity race. He and he's like a – he flying. reminds me of Tony, a real young Tony. Yeah. Just get in anything and win, he's, like just do good. He's super talented. And, man, I don't know if I'm those guys. I'm close he's funny. to the, he's a close funny to the kid. panic button because he's a good driver, and that's one yeah. of his best tracks, and he was terrible. He grew a mustache one time. That was kind of cool. It was. It was awesome. He looked like Pedro. <laughs> he looked <laughs> – Uncle Rico. Yeah. He looked like uh, Mario from the Mario, like Mario Brothers. Kart. He look, yeah, yeah, exactly. He looked like Luigi. That dude needed to get a green hat. He needed to jump on a mushroom and get a little taller. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. So, so Vegas. Um, can I mean stick uh, with Matt? Yeah, of course. You can stick with Matt. I'll if you're gonna Matt stick with day. Matt, you're I'll take go to four. I'll take Jimmy to win back-to-back races. <laughs> yeah. In, since he's sticking Jimmy's with Matt. A good one. Jimmy's a good one. But you can't steal Jimmy. You already stole no, Matt. You saying. can't have them both. Jim Matt had Jimmy beat, but. I will tell you this. That was an awesome pit call by Chad to short awesome pit, pit at the call. end. That was going to win them the race. I thought I looked at when they did it, and I was like, that's like 50 laps on tires. They're not, no way. Yeah, yeah no and way. he 
they made up so much ground on the new tires, just shorten the tires, and it was yeah, it was awesome, man. Great call by Chad to Chad's, get to do that. Chad's one of the yeah. best, and and I mean to 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 the point. Jimmy's one of the best. I mean, the guy that's tied tied Dale Earnhardt Sr. and wins at what seventy six. Yeah, how about the three at the deal? That was pretty cool. Man, Jimmy's a class act. He and, is. And we were talking about how great Tony is. I honestly think Jimmy Johnson is the best stock car driver to ever live, and I say that. Not because he's Ty Dale Sr., because he's won 76 races. This guy's done it and won six championships in the toughest era of the sport. Yeah, he's won everywhere. He may not, He's went to the back and came up through the field so many times. Like, you can never count that guy out. Like, where was he all day? I mean, he really wasn't that big of a factor. Then all of a sudden, 48's leading by 12 seconds. What? There are two people in Pageland, South Carolina, that matter growing up. God and Dale Earnhardt. So, for me to say... Yeah. Jimmy Johnson is better than Dale Earnhardt. I mean, I honestly think he's the best stock car driver to ever live. In his time. Sprint Cup car driver. In his time. I mean, yeah. it might have been different if he was racing against Dale Sr. at that time. Yeah, but, it's a different uh, era. But this yeah. era is tougher. I mean, this is a tough yeah, era. I agree. But You're Jimmy, not going to see somebody win 200 races like Richard Petty did. Because that's impossible. Number one, they were cheating a lot. And number two, they raced four times a week. Yeah. You know? And the competition was, I mean, he was, there was two grade A cars. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so That's, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, there he, was, it's him and David Pearson and occasionally Buddy Baker yeah. or Kelly Arbor. If they broke, the other guy would win. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys were winning by laps back then. We're running, yeah. winning by tenths of seconds. Seconds. Now. Yeah. All right, we're getting the wrap it up sign from Josh. He doesn't like to edit anything over 22 <laughs> minutes. So <laughs> thanks to uh, One Main right. for presenting this. Dirty Mo Ready for having us. Holla. See you guys after Vegas. See ya. Yeah, thanks for having us again. Listen in. Give us a rating if you want. Let us know how you like the show. Tweet us. See ya. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 